This is Agents Influence Podcast. You know, one of the things that I wish I would have done differently is understood why the things that were being done were being done and asked more questions my first few years because I felt like I didn't really contribute those first few years. So instead of sitting back and letting other people do things, actually take the initiative and find out what are the things that you can do to get involved and to make a difference. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. Hey, this is Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast, the number one most listened to podcast in the insurance industry. That's right. You heard it right. There's no one that's even close to what we're doing, and we're doing it all because you are sharing the message. We're getting the voice out, and we are making some change in this industry. Today, I have a very, very good friend. I just want to give a full disclaimer that Josh is my friend. Josh Lipstone out of the Lipstone Agency. Uh, I met the guy probably three years ago. We were in D.C. trying to make a change in the insurance industry together on the young agents. And he just came up to me and said, hey, Jason, uh, I've heard a little bit about you. Let's get to know each other. And really, just from the start, I realized that, uh, that Josh was something different. And ever since that day, he's proven me right over and over. Josh Lipstone, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. That's right. And so, Josh, uh, where are you located there, uh, your uh, Lipstone Agency? So we're in Cary, North Carolina. It's a suburb of Raleigh, North Carolina. So uh, right in the heart of, of North Carolina. Go go Tar Heels. Yes. Okay, never mind. we got to back this up. Uh, everybody, that's the end of the podcast. We're going to wrap this one up here. So no, 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 no. You know, I'd rather you said that than Duke. Um, the listeners yes. know that I'm a huge, huge Kentucky fan, and Duke yes. and Kentucky just should not be in the same sentence. Um, no. Except when you're saying Kentucky's the best and Duke is the worst. That, see, that's the only time it should be in there. For all you Duke fans, give me some hassle. I, I used to uh, uh, get a little bit of that last time I mentioned you guys on the podcast. I, mm-hmm. I got a couple uh, emails, Josh, from some listeners that just basically said Duke is awesome and UK is cheaters. <laughs> that's, that was one of the, the emails uh, that I got. So, sounds like a typical Duke fan. Yes, so. it does. It does. And, and I'm just as bad as a Kentucky fan. So, so Josh... Um, you know, our friendship is is been pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Just to give a little shout out for a minute, Josh uh, is one of the first members that came into the mastermind. Um, and I do want to give a shout out for that because lately we've had three new uh, mastermind signups just in the last uh, probably seven to 10 days. Uh, we got Chris Mills out of uh, Nor- uh, out of uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Chris is brand new. Chris, if you're listening to this, uh, uh, welcome to the mastermind. There's a lot of great things. And, you know, two of the agents told me, they said, holy cow, I've been listening to you talk about this now for months and I'm glad I joined. So I am as well. And, and Josh, the mastermind is a pretty powerful area. Would you not agree? Oh, totally. It's it's the main reason that that I joined, being able to talk with other agents all over the country. Um, it's it's really sad in our industry how so many people that live near you have agencies near you, how they are just not willing to share ideas, help one another, 
Um, so that became a frustration for me, and that's why I really wanted to join the mastermind group so that I could find those people that were, you know, in our industry in the same situation as me, and I can learn from them, help them any way that I could, and uh, it's been a great benefit to me. And see, Josh, that's the key. Yes, you've joined, but how many people you've helped is tremendous. I say this all the time. The people in the mastermind aren't teaching others. They're learning from others. Now, that mm -hmm. would make mean that the others that are in there actually are learning, but they're teaching at the same time. And one of the things that I just think is different, and I'm going to get off this, listeners, is that I just, you know, whenever you have skin in the game, you're going to be more involved. And I think that's where we're different. A lot of people say to me, why do you charge for the mastermind? I just go look at some of the other groups. Some of the other groups, I want to like, I want to peel my skin off when I hear some of the recommendations that agents mm -hmm. are giving to other agents. And so, um, once again, um, so thanks anyways, Josh, for being a part of the mastermind. Thanks for spreading the word. And just Josh, thanks for your friendship, man. So, uh, really Appreciate do mean it. that. Let's let's roll in. Um, let's roll into this podcast, though. So, what is? Uh, are you an iPhone or are you a Droid user? iPhone. iPhone, man. I tell you yes. what, I haven't had any Droid users on probably in about the last four or five podcasts. We're getting killed yeah. over here. So, That's okay. Yeah, I know, I know, and it's an ongoing <laughs> thing amongst Americans, insurance agents, and especially us Grow members, uh, is that mm -hmm. there is no difference other than maybe the iPhones like the captive agent and the droids like the independent. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I said that, I got a little bit of hate mail as well. So anyways, by the way, if you guys want to send me some mail and you want to send me your thoughts, please do, because there's other agents doing it, and I really actually want to do a podcast here soon where I just read off these emails. I've got a ton of them that I want to read off. But in the meantime, Josh, um, so tell us about who you are. Take us back to the beginning. Take us back to when you were one year old. Take us to high school, college, or whatever. And fast forward to uh, how you got involved in the Lipstone Agency. Yeah, so uh, born and raised in California, uh, near Los Angeles. Uh, father worked for Nationwide Insurance out there and sold commercial insurance only. And in 92, 93, they decided to shut down and gave him the option to move to North Carolina. So in 1993, we moved out here, uh, went to middle school, high school, ended up in college in Tennessee. And I still remember this day in class. It was one of the first weeks freshman year. And our professor went around and he was asking everyone, you know, what do your parents do? Do they own a business? You know, da, 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 da. And they got, he got, he came to me and he said, so what does your dad do? I said, he owns an insurance agency. And he goes, oh, well, I know exactly what you're going to be doing when you graduate from college. And I was like, no, you don't understand. My dad does not want me to go into insurance. Um, and so from that day forward, I never thought I was going to, to get involved. So graduated college, ended up working at a place that a lot of people do um, right out of college, Enterprise Rent-A-Car. I say it was the worst two years of my life. Um, I did learn a lot from them, but extremely glad not to be renting cars or washing cars in suits on a daily basis. So uh, about two years after I started with them, I had an opportunity to move back home from Tennessee to Cary, and my parents had just let go uh, their one employee. Uh, we are a family-owned agency, so it's my mom and dad. Um, they had one full-time slash part-time employee and it just wasn't working out and so I moved back I didn't really know what I wanted to do and they said hey you want to go ahead and give it a try because we're looking for someone we know you don't like working at enterprise I said sure why not and that was a little over eight years ago 
So I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of, you know, family agencies, it's kind of, you're born and it's like, all right, you're going to be here. You're going to take over. You're my perpetuation. That wasn't the case for me. It just happened to be, let's try it, see if it worked out. And uh, that's kind of uh, the path that I took. Interesting. I want to dig a little deeper into that, but I have to also emphasize in what your uh, father said, because even though um, I think this is the greatest industry and I would love for my kids to, to take it over, I, I'm probably, and I've told them this, not going to let them join the industry or join the, my business until they're probably 22 or 23. Now, if they want to go work at Enterprise or they want to go work at another agency, that's completely fine, but uh, they need to get out there in the real world and realize that mm-hmm. the things dad's told them are actually the truth and they need to hear it from mm-hmm. somebody else just my opinion so let me ask you a question why didn't your dad want you to uh, to join the agency what was his initial feeling as to why he didn't want you to get into the insurance industry yeah so my dad has a pretty varied uh, background in insurance he started off as an underwriter um, in New York ended up moving to California and a few years later he decided with a friend of his to start a surplus lines company and that company is actually still in existence today um, in the Los Angeles area uh, he left there and decided to work for nationwide insurance selling uh, commercial insurance only so he worked on uh, essentially middle market um, while he was with them in 92 93 that's when nationwide decided to essentially shut down and no longer really sell commercial insurance in california so they gave him the option to continue with them but he would have to move to north carolina he opted to do that and when we got to north carolina they decided that instead of him really selling commercial insurance he was going to have to start selling personal lines and he had never sold personal lines before and so that was a whole new experience for him he stayed with Nationwide for about eight years, and then in March of 2001, he decided to leave them and go independent. And so I guess over all those different experiences, he just felt that there was possibly a better option for me out there. Um, and so he said, you know, look, go do your own thing. You know, insurance, the way that it is right now, it was really tough. Um, you know, coming from the captive world, he was really frustrated with his clients would call him up and say, you know, oh, you know, my rates went up or I have, you know, this different type of exposure. And he was just kind of handcuffed and he wasn't able to do it because he was only able to sell nationwide. Um, so when he went independent, you know, he did enjoy that more. But he said, look, just kind of go do your own thing. And, you know, and that's kind of where he left it. And so okay. we never really talked about it or really planned on me doing it at at one point, I wanted to be a lawyer, and then I wanted to be a pastor, and then I decided, no, I don't know what I want to do, and that's when I ended up at Enterprise, and then, Whoa, you know, the rest. Whoa, hold up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's back this baby up, Josh. I didn't even know that about you, which I, uh, and that makes me like you even more. Is So yeah. you think about being a pastor. Yeah, and then I realized uh, that sometimes uh, I'm not the... Oh, what's what's the right word? Uh, I won't say the kindest, but maybe most sympathetic or empathetic person. So I kind of realized that maybe being a pastor wasn't really the best use of my talents and abilities, I guess you could say. So after about a year um, in college, because the college I went to is a Christian university. And so you know, I did start off as a business major and graduated with a degree in business. You had to get a, uh, a minor in essentially theological studies. So 
I did enjoy that. Um, you know, all my roommates, uh, my freshman year all became pastors. Um, so it was kind of just the world that I was in at the time. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that ended up not being, uh, the road that I decided to take, but yeah, it was, it, it, it was something that I thought about for, for a year or two and then just decided, no, I'll go into business. From a 30,000 foot view, um, mm. specifically with just the agency, uh, not mm. on a personal level with you, what is the Lipstone mm. agency? I mean, are you personal, commercial? I mean, what, what mm. exactly are you there? Roughly, what's the split? So right now we're approximately 75% personal, 22, 23% commercial, and then two or 3% life. Um, that changed a about six, seven months ago when we bought another agency that was 98% personal lines. So that that increased our uh, our personal lines focus quite a bit. Um, but before that, it was it was a little heavily in in personal lines, but commercial, it wasn't it wasn't too much of a of a differentiation. But yeah, mostly mostly personal lines. Okay, and and then one thing I have to admit that I thought was great is when I called you, um, I don't know, it was a couple of weeks ago or something like that, and I got your um, voicemail, uh, I think it was the general voicemail box, it was mm -hmm. really, really cool that since you bought that agency, I think it says, hey, welcome to the Lipstone Agency, and if you're a, um, used to be a client of blah, blah, blah agency that you bought, we want to welcome you. It says something like that. I thought that yeah. was, was genius. I really, really liked that. Yeah, it's something that that we've really tried to to focus on. Um, the agency that we we purchased, um, he was one of the original Erie Insurance agents in the state of North Carolina. Um, there was a group of them that was appointed, and he was technically number five, even though he was part of the original uh, group that was appointed. So, a lot of his clients have been with him from the beginning, and they've only known him. Um, and so he really created a family type atmosphere and culture for his clients and for his employees. So we wanted to kind of continue that and kind of continue the family type culture and mindset. So when we did notify them, you know, about the change, we, you know, made sure that in the letters and in phone calls that we made that we said, you know, we're bringing you into the Lipstone Insurance Group family. You know, you were with van wallace for a really long time we're going to make sure that we take as great a care um, of you guys as they did uh, going forward and so that's kind of the mindset that we have we we kind of look of our at our clients as family uh friends uh and not just a policy number which i'm sure most of the listeners do as well now, one of the things that I love about is, is some of your marketing tactics, and that's what a lot of the listeners like. And I want to bring out the fact that, keep in mind, guys, this is the Young Agent series, the agents that rock. And and, and I one of the things that struck me was, was kind of an old school tactic that you did, but you brought it kind of new school, and it stays with you everywhere you go. You want to talk about some of the things that you did with your vehicles? Yeah, so um, interesting story about the vehicle. So um, we do have two smart cars uh, that we have wrapped um, with our agency. We've you know branded it with our logo, a few other company logos, things like that. Um, but it's just to kind of create a presence in our community to let people know that you know we live here, we are here, um, and you know we're we're one of you. Um, the way we kind of fell into even getting the smart cars. Uh, one Friday afternoon, 
we had had a long week and uh, Steve says to me, hey, you want to go look at some cars just for fun of it? He loves cars, absolutely loves them. Um, so we ended up at the Mercedes dealership just looking and made a comment that you could buy, you know, 10 smart cars for the price of one Mercedes. And the guy said, hey, have you ever sat in a smart car before? And we're like, no, no, never. And my dad's a big guy. He's he's six foot four. So we thought there's no way possible that he would fit in a in one and they said no someone up to six foot seven can fit in the car Wow! so we yeah we go we sit in there and we're like oh wow you know that's kind of cool and then they said hey do you own a business like, yeah we own a business and they're like well you know a lot of our clients they'll uh they've thought about wrapping it you know no one's really done it we've had you know a few people but it didn't really last we're like huh this is a a write-off you know new car so it kind of just spiraled into into that and so yeah, it's uh, it's worked well. Um, had a lot of clients that say, "Hey, we saw you driving around this weekend," or friends of mine, "Hey, I saw you, you know, at the game or you know wherever, saw the car there." So uh, we haven't, you know, had anyone that's called and said, "Hey, I saw your smart car driving down the road, and I wanted to call you for insurance." Um, but we've had a lot of clients said, "You know, hey, we saw you around. We think we think that's really cool." So uh, no, we've, we've been happy with it. Yeah, and it is, and I, I've never talked to another agency that has something like it. The guy down the road, the State Farm agent, has his Nissan Altima wrapped, but to have a smart car and then wrapped, I think that's a double whammo. And you know, it's funny, Josh, we kind of assume that all this marketing tactics we do, whether mm-hmm. it's video, blogging, wrapping your car, for some reason as insurance agents, we feel as if that person's supposed to walk in and be like, hey, I saw your smart car, or hey, I saw your video online. I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but how many people put two and two together because when they see you in the newspaper or they hear mm-hmm. you on the radio, they really have never really come in and said, hey, I'm doing business with you because I saw your ad in the newspaper. And I think that's carried over to new marketing tactics. It comes to the point where that's important to us to say, man, where did you find out about us? But at the end of the day, the client's just saying, hey, I found out about you. You know, and, right. and I think, and I would guarantee you there are people that have done business with you because they saw that smart car. Now, it may not be because they saw the smart car, they could have seen the smart car, and then three days later, that's when they talked to their friends and they said, hey, you need to talk to Lipstone. You know how that is, like, you want the mm-hmm. um, you want the, the black Mercedes-Benz, I don't even know, 300 series, and you're mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna get one of those because no one else has it in town, and then you go get it and then you realize everybody has it. I think that's kinda how the marketing goes. They they see Lipstone with, and they're like, wow, there's a smart car right there and it's got Lipstone wrapped on it. And then it's one of those things where you're like, well, I've never noticed that before. And then they're at the party talking, having a couple beers with their buddy and boom they bring up the lipstone and those two connections make them go and sometimes it's amazing how we may ask like how did you find out about us and the person will say well I was talking to my buddy um, who referred me when we were at this party this weekend even though it was really the smart car that linked the two together does that make sense oh it does it does I, I think that you know with everything that's changed as far as marketing is concerned that everyone is looking for that silver bullet and, and it just doesn't exist. It's well a culmination said. of of everything from your, you know, digital marketing on, you know, from Facebook to LinkedIn to blogging to wrapping a car. It's just 
it may not you may not be able to tie it to one exact thing every single time, but you can say, you know, we are doing all these things and all these things are leading to people calling because at the end of the day, all that matters is that someone calls you and you write a policy. That's what we're all trying to do. It's like Chris Lang Jill says, the point is is to get premium on the books. You know exactly. what I mean? That's exactly. Exactly. Right. And you know, we'll talk about Chris because I, I'm not going to go on an infomercial like I did with Aaron Nutting. I mean, my goodness, we talked to him for like 20 about him for 25 minutes. But you yeah. know, and I really purposely just don't call agents that have Chris's website. But but please understand, folks. There's a correlation between the agents that are killing it and the type of digital marketing that they're doing. And ironically enough, it keeps coming back to Chris. And and that's why I just think he's great. So if you want to check out LipstoneInsurance.com, it's Lipstone, that's L-I-P-S-T-O-N-E, Insurance.com. Check it out because, you know, there's nothing flashy about your website, Josh. It's just, it's just, um, it's just warm. It's just mm-hmm. inviting, you know what I mean? And it's, um, I love the font that's used. It's very simplistic. You got a picture of these two um, sexy dudes on here, Steve and Josh. <laughs> oh, wait, that's you, Josh. And then, you know, the insurance products, I love it. I really even love this new thing that um, that Chris has, which where he brings your Instagram directly into your mm-hmm. homepage. Um, now, if you guys go there, you're going to see a lot of picture of Josh's socks. Um, and Josh has uh, sock wars with other agents and clients across uh, uh, America. But see, that's another kind of marketing tactic, you know. And they see your socks and it drives them crazy. And then they see them and they think, you know what, I, I finally pe- found a pair of, uh, of purple ones that I like that he wears. So I'm going to call him. No, I don't know if that really <laughs> happens. I'm just saying. But I really, really like it. I love how you have the rate us on here. I mean, I mm-hmm. really think that's cool. Um, you've got the blog. I mean, tell me about the blog. See, a lot of times people think that you have to write tons of blogs. And, you know, as we've heard from some blog writers, which, by the way, we're having, I don't know if you saw, jo- uh, Josh, we're having Justin Brooke, one of the all-time greatest blog writers um, out there. He's going to be on the Mastermind tomorrow. Um, but... One of the things I've noticed is, is is how successful has this blog been for you so far? I mean, is it great results, mediocre? How's it been? It's been really good. Um, I mean, I'll be completely honest. I have been extremely slack on my blog writing uh, this year. Um, no excuse at all. But when I pull up my analytics, what is the most interesting to me is that the two most viewed pages on my website are not the homepage. Um, it's two of the articles that I wrote. One was about uh, something called consent to rate in North Carolina, which is a really long discussion. But basically, you have to sign a form that says an insurance company can charge you more than the state says that they should. And that's uh, typically wow. number one. Yeah, it's if, if we if we had two hours, we could get into why it's uh, why it's done and, and why the why North Carolina is. You know, when you say that insurance companies or insurance agents are 10 to 15 years behind in technology, well, the way that the state of North Carolina runs insurance is 50 plus years behind everyone. (laughs) It's just, yeah, yeah. Um, And then uh, about inexperienced drivers. So those are my two most popular blogs. And I get calls and emails and proposal requests uh, you know, on a weekly basis based on those two articles alone. So it's been, it's been extremely, extremely, uh, good for our agency. And, you know, one of the things that we try to focus on that I try to focus on regarding blogs is 
quality over quantity. Um, I would love to be able to produce a blog a week, and, and that is a goal of mine. Um, but trying to put out 2,000 to 3,000 word articles a week can sometimes be a little daunting. Um, so I tried to I tried to do it twice a month and have been failing for the last few months, as as everyone will see. And hopefully this will give me the inspiration to get back on that uh, blogging horse. Well, not only um, that, Josh, I mean, you're involved in the North Carolina Young Agents, so you're mm-hmm. going to their conferences. You're heavily involved just in the North Carolina Independent Insurance Agents. You went to the Grow Lab. I mean, it, you know, I don't even know how you're getting any time to write insurance, but you know what? That's the same question I get from you all the time. You say, Jason, yeah. you know, how's this going? You know. I was talking about this with some agent the other day, and sometimes I don't want to say that the millennials um, or Generation X are lazy because I know that not to be true, but they just don't want to be involved as much in certain types of aspects that maybe you and I do. And sometimes Mm -hmm. those things that we need agents to be involved in and they're not becoming involved in, it's almost like you and I have to do double and triple duty because those, those associations, those organizations that we deal with are very vital um, to the independent insurance uh, system. And so sometimes I feel as if that's why you and I and a lot of other agents are having to do twice to three times what we used to have, I'm guessing, 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago when we had more agents involved in the process. Any truth that you see to that? Oh, yeah, uh, completely. I mean, I've I've been part of the, the North Carolina Young Agents Committee for seven years now. Um, and I remember my first couple years on the committee. One, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. Um, but two, we had so many agents that wanted to be on the committee that we had to turn people away. Um, and now we're kind of to the point where we are actively trying to get people to one, stay on the committee, but then also recruiting people who have aged out or maybe have left the industry or have said, you know, I love, love you guys, but you know, I have to focus on, you know, these things at the agency and I just don't have time. So right. yeah, it has been, it has been a challenge lately. You know, one of the things that I think the associations have always needed to um, work with, and I think all you agents out there will agree, is their education. I think that they do really good at education. I really do. But one of the problems that the that the Department of Insurance has always held these associations captive is, is that agents come to things that have continuing education with them. And if you mm-hmm. try to do marketing or you try to do advertising or, you know, different types of things that agents are craving, one of the reasons why agents are part of Grow Program, they'll tell you over and over is to get marketing advice is that the the Department of Insurance doesn't allow them to use that for CE. So I think sometimes they can't fill that void. It's very hard for them. I think some, um, some associations now are getting smarter as to how to do it. But that's where I think, and I think a lot of people say, well, why would I be a part of an association? Let me give you the reason why, and I think this is real simple. Legislation. I don't Mm -hmm. have time to be in D.C. I don't have time to be in Springfield at the capital of Illinois constantly trying to lobby on on my behalf or the insurance um, agent's behalf. And we do once a year, and I think you even do as well, Josh. Mm -hmm. Um, But the thing is is that they have full-time lobbyists. Yes, I'm paying $594 or whatever a year for my membership, but to me, um, first of all, I get a lot of benefits because if I go to any of their events, I get like a member discount. But the other thing is also a trusted choice, all the, the reimbursements you can get through that. But it's the legislation e- efforts, Josh. That's where I think it's so yep. vital that we're a part and that we support our associations. You're heavily involved. Any any pushback to that or what do you think? No, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, that is 
that is the best thing that our association does for us is is our lobbyists up in D.C. going out on the Hill, talking with senators and congressmen and congresswomen about the issues that we have. Because like you said, we don't have the time. It is an absolutely phenomenal event where we all get to go in April each year where you and I got to meet for the first time to the legislative conference and sit down with, you know, your congressman or your senator and kind of go over, you know, these are the things that we are dealing with. These are the things that we need your help with. Uh, but, you know, as great as one day a year is, which, which is extremely beneficial, we need those people up there. And without the association, with all of us being able to, you know, come together, we need them to let our voice be heard on the Hill. And they do a phenomenal job. They are. Of and that. You know, uh, the Insure Pack, which is our yes. uh, independent insurance agent political action um, uh, committee or contributions that we do. Uh, people have no idea that we're a million dollar club and in, 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 in DC that's a big deal to be a million dollar or above I mean the bankers are the realtors are you get more mm-hmm. attention and here's what I've always I heard somebody say this one time and I thought this was really good there's going to be decisions made and you're either going to be part of that conversation or you're not going to be part of that conversation and in DC you want to be part of that conversation and what's amazing is is we just don't support republicans we support democrats we support people who see our agenda and our platform which is important to keep this system rolling to give the consumer what they want Josh let me let me let me let me let me turn this a little bit let's talk about mm-hmm. young agents so okay. there's young agents listening to this and they're thinking man I want to be just like Josh Lipstone <laughs> and and some of the things that that they're hearing and they're thinking, let's give them a little juice. Let's squeeze the lemon a little bit and let's say, Josh, if you could if you could look back to this seven to last seven to eight years and you could look back mm-hmm. at the beginning or the middle or maybe you're suing something now, what is something that you would tell an agent that the mistakes that you made? What was something that you that you wish you could get back? Um, now keep in mind listeners, I'm really throwing this at him. I didn't tell him I was gonna ask him this. So Josh, is there any kind of piece of advice that you would give to an agent out there to help them? Regarding young agents, who that is a good question. Any agent, uh, let's just yeah. say any agent, because I may get a bunch of uh, 40, 50, and 60-year-old people yeah. mad at me. Um, I would just say you you need to get involved. You need to um, to kind of be part of the conversation. Um, I was fortunate that my you know that Steve, my father, pushed me to to get involved. Um, I would say that you know one of the things that I wish I would have you know done differently is understood why the things that were being done were being done and asked more questions my first few years because I felt like I didn't really contribute um, those first few years. So instead of sitting back and letting other people, you know, do things, actually, you know, take the initiative and find out what are the things that you can do to get involved and to make a difference because you have no idea that you may know someone or you may have some sort of talent that that they are lacking um, and just asking, you know, what are the, you know, challenges that we're facing? What are the things that I can do to get involved? And so I wish I would have gotten, even though I was part of it, I wasn't an active participant and I wish I would have been a little more active in the beginning. Josh, when you first started in the business, did you write ever anything that fogged a mirror? Actually, I did it. And I think I'm one of the few people that didn't. And that's only because of Steve. Um, he was always at the mindset of just because someone is calling us for insurance doesn't mean that they are the right fit for us um, or w- that we're the right fit for them. Amen. Uh, 
So, I mean, I actually remember my first young agents conference that I went to, I was a sales and leadership conference, which, um, quick plug, we have one coming up in North Carolina next week. If you happen to be in the area, just let me know and we'll, uh, we'll get you and it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. But I remember, um, asking one of the speakers and I'd only been in the industry about two or three months. I said, how do I tell someone no? What is the best way to tell someone no? I don't want to do business Great with you. Great question. Great question, Josh. And um, I don't remember what they said because it wasn't <laughs> member. It wasn't memorable enough. Um, apparently, no one had had really ever asked that type of question before. But yeah, from the beginning, uh, it wasn't you know. Oh hey, you know I have you know a liability only you know vehicle. Oh yeah, definitely I'll I'll go ahead and write it. We we've always tried to focus on you know what fits our agency the best and so yeah you know it's a little one different of the things it's one of the things i'm dealing right now with travis and mm -hmm. um, travis listens to these so he's probably going to come pop me in the back of the head but the fact <laughs> is is that is that travis has that belief as well he wants to help people and i'm slowly trying to let him go because one of the ways that my agency owners did me was is they would tell me like hey this is one you might want to be cautious in or don't spend too much time on this and it used to be my thought was well i'm here to help people solve their problems i mean if I don't help them, who's going to help them? Well, it's just one of those things in life that we can't help everybody. We can't make everybody happy. And so, and now I've learned that greatly. And I got to say, and this is, this is terrible, but yet it seems terrible, but it's actually very helpful, is that I probably turn away more people than I take. And I think there's a lot of reasons to that. I didn't used to have that problem when I was working out of the basement of my home. Now that we've upgraded to a headquarters here, it comes to be that I get people who come in off the street and I literally, um, I'll kind of, if Travis is here, he may take them because I've got to let him understand that there's just, it's just, you know, there's something to be said for all the agents who have been in this 5, 10, 15, 20 years who say that in their first year to two years, they wrote a lot of business they shouldn't have. Now, I'm not against that. Because a lot of us, Josh, especially in the first year or two, like we need to make some money. You know what I mean? We yep. got to feed the mm -hmm. family. So I get it. But I think if you don't get out of that mentality, you're really going to be in trouble. And I and I just, you know, I hate to... I hate to stereotype, but the agents who have been in it 10, 15, 20, 25 years, and they're like, oh, we don't deny anybody, we take them all. I don't look down upon those because we need those agents to help those people. But at the same time, I can pretty much picture their office and mm -hmm. I think it's probably a, a, a maddening scene. Now, mm -hmm. I also think that there's a lot of people probably shuffling paper and working on the same accounts over and over. They're not charging agency fees. They're you know they're selling a progressive policy that pays 10% on a $300 liability only policy. So they made 30 bucks. The agency made 15. They didn't even really make that, but that's quote unquote the upfront gross that's coming in. So I I, I think. It's really cool, Josh. You're probably the first agent that said that, but that's also because of great guidance from Steve. And, yeah. and I'm struggling with that. And I think there's a lot of agency owners that are struggling with that. And the best thing I can tell you what happened for me, guys, is that it just I just had to fall on my face. You know, it's just like teaching your teenagers certain things. Sometimes you got to say, you know, you can coach them as much as you want, but sometimes you just got to get out of the way and let them experience what it's like to get bloody. So they say, hey, I may not want to do that again. And 
And so good for you, Josh. I think that, believe me, because I think a lot of agents have told me this, that if they didn't have that mentality in the first year or two, and they mm-hmm. could have not written everybody and had a way to not do that, that they feel as if now five, 10 years later, they would have been even more successful than they are. And I think you're the proof of the pudding of that. You've been at it seven years. And and Josh, you know, you're my friend and stuff. And I don't say this just because I'm biased, but you're a very successful agent. And, and I think that's one of the many pieces of the pie that got you to where you are in seven years. So kudos to you, man, for, for and kudos to Steve. I Thank love you. Steve, Steve rocks. Yeah. I've never even met the guy and he's always so cool. Anytime Josh isn't on the mastermind, Steve always uses his user ID and password and gets in on the thing and we love mm-hmm. it because yeah. that we just we just want agents to be more a part of that. So that's awesome, Josh. So Josh, I mean, uh, are, are, you, are, you, are you a reader? Yes and no. Um, I've, I used to be a reader and then I got too busy and this is going to sound like a shameless plug for you. Um, the last book I read was your book. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. it only came out a year ago, so that's not too yeah. bad. Yeah. Well, well, besides running an agency, you guys don't yeah. really know about Josh, but I mean, he's running an agency and then when he goes home, uh, he's uh, second fiddle to a beautiful wife that he has. Yes. And so, you know, I can see why you're a little bit, bit uh, why you don't really have a lot of time and you're heavily involved in so many different things. Um, you know, what's amazing, Josh, is that as I've done this young agent series, mm-hmm. I have not had one young agent tell me they're a reader. Isn't really? that weird? Not that is one. weird. You are the fifth, I believe, if I'm doing mm-hmm. that correct, fifth, sixth, one of the two. And I have not had one young agent tell me they're a reader. Now, I do like what Renee Hernandez out of Oklahoma said. He said, I don't read books, I just read people. And I thought that was important because that's mm-hmm. very, very, very true. Um, what's also crazy is if you follow him, um, Gary Vaynerchuk. He says that he has never read a book. He doesn't like reading what other people say because it can skew him in the wrong way just as much as it can skew him in the right way. And and I think that sometimes some of these groups we're in is the same way. Yes, there's a lot of help, but you really got to filter what you're listening to because all it is is one person's point of view, you know, and I think that that's very true. Yeah. Josh, wrapping it up, uh, anything you kind of really want to say or express or get out there, uh, maybe that we didn't talk about or or anything you just want to mention to the listeners? I mean, you've got a huge audience here. Um, I, that's a great question. Um, what I would say is um, there are a couple things that, that you want to make sure that you're doing as an agent to help the industry move forward, um, getting involved in your association um, t- because – I feel that within the next five to 10 years, the agency size is going to deplete, not because of really a choice, but because of a decision forced on us by by insurance companies, um, by not appointing more agents. Um, and so with it getting smaller and smaller, um, we need to get more involved to make sure that Things like flood insurance or TRIA or NARAB2, um, if you have any questions about that, just Google it, um, that things like that are going to get through um, because there are people out there who are working against us and we need to make sure that we have the people in place to take care of those things. So get involved with your association, give to PAC. I know it sounds like a dirty thing to give money to a political action committee, uh, but it's the reality that we live in. So donate to your state PAC, donate to Insure PAC um, so that we can kind of keep those things going. 
those conversations are going to happen. Are you going to exactly. be part of the conversation? And that is really what it is. And yes, we didn't even get a chance to talk about that. But I got to tell you, I mean, even my emotions go up and down about this. But at the end of the day, when they level out, I really think there's no better time um, to be an insurance agent. I really think that we're going to be here uh, for the long haul. I believe everything around us is probably going to change. I think it's going to make us more efficient. I think it's going to be help us create better relationships. I think it's going to help us um, be more specific to each individual client's needs. Um, that's going to be driven by data, and uh, we talk about that a lot, but I uh, um, I think that you definitely agree with those. So, Josh, yeah, really, I really appreciate it. This has been long overdue. You know, I've been friends for a long time. I wish I could make it to that event in New York, or New York, in North <laughs> Carolina, um, and, uh, you know, I was talking with Abby. You saw that yesterday yep. on, on Facebook. And so I can't be a part of everybody's email list, but I got to tell you, the independent insurance agents of North Carolina are absolutely rocking. If you're a North Carolina agent and you're listening to this, I I ask you, go to their website. Just Google IIA of North Carolina or NC, and you'll see it. You guys are doing some awesome stuff. Abby Knight came from Georgia. He mm-hmm. went to uh, North Carolina as executive director, and he was killing it in Georgia. And now he's killing it in North Carolina. So kudos to you. Josh, tell Steve I said hi. Um, can't wait for you guys to listen to this. Um, and then this is this is the deal. I've been waiting for Josh and me to, to for our ca- uh, calendars to sync. And so actually today is 1026. Um, and we're going to release this literally in an hour or two because I've pushed back two of the other podcasts to the next couple of weeks because I wanted to get Josh in here. And so Josh, we appreciate you coming on and I'm pretty sure the listeners loved you. Thanks. Appreciate it. No problem. This has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast. Be sure to go to growprogram.com. Sign up for our free Grow membership. It's free. And it kind of gives you a little taste of what the Grow Academy is. You get to see all the recorded sessions of the mastermind to see if you want to get involved. Come on, get involved. Get in there. Talk with Josh and I. Help us rock your world and help you change the things that we're doing in our mindset. This has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast. And we are out. See ya. Hey guys, I want something different for you. I really do. You know, you hear me talk about Grow Mastermind all the time, and the one thing I've got to say is, 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 is take that step. The last step's always the hardest. You've been a loyal listener of the podcast. I greatly appreciate it. You're getting better. Take that next step. Join our mastermind. It's a great thing. It's $99 a month, but the reason why we charge is not to make money. It's because those who put skin in the game are those who are going to be the most quality and want to benefit as well as give the most inside a group. So come on and join us. And it's not just $99 a month just because we came up with that. You also get Grow Academy, which uh, is an incredible program that Joey Gingola puts on for us. And, and if you got any questions, go to growprogram.com. You can see under there under programs. You can pick the Academy or the Mastermind. But come on, join us. I'm telling you, you're not going to dislike it. And if you do, you just quit. It's no big deal. It's not for everybody. But so far, everybody that's joined, it's been for them. Grow Mastermind, growprogram.com. Thanks.